spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, everybody, to your show. My name's Eric Alvarez, and I'm here this week with an amazing person, an amazing artist. She does some cool comics. Her name is Katie Lynn Underwood from Get a Clue Comics. Is that correct? Get a Clue? Yes, sir. All right. Katie, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing well, right? Keeping busy. I, I feel so unprofessional. I had katie waiting forever for me to like finish filming and doing all this other stuff and luckily she's super cool so she was just like nah dude take your time don't worry about it i'm cool i think we're gonna have a good show right mm-hmm. so if you've never turned if you've never tuned into the show before the reason why we have uh, katie on here is because we're gonna share her story right we mentioned she's from get a clue comics she created that uh you've had that for like that brand for a couple years now right we're gonna get into it later but you Mm -hmm. can you can answer that now yes all right definitely all right so we're gonna talk to her about how get a clue comic started what the process is for starting your own kind of like comic branding right um the reason why we want her to share that story is because we want people we want you the listener to hear this story and kind of hear what the process is because maybe you want to draw comics as well or maybe you're just listening for something in her story that you can apply to your situation, right? That's always our goal. We like to bring on people to share their stories, you know, their journeys, whether it be like achieving success, chasing a dream, overcoming adversity, or just any personal experience that they want to talk about. And today, Katie is going to talk about comics, which she's a wonderful artist. Like I said, you can find her stuff. She has a website. She's going to plug all that stuff for you. So make sure you keep listening all the way through to get that information because we're going to drop it somewhere in there. I can't tell you where it's going to be. So you can't just jump to that minute mark. You have to actually listen to this whole thing and maybe, you know, buy some of her comics, right? That's the, (laughs) that's what we're going to aim for. So Katie, let's get Mm -hmm. started with your story. How would you say, or when would you say you got started with 
drawing because I think comics they need to start at some point, right? You weren't just like, yeah, I'm gonna make a comic thing and start my own company. You had to start somewhere. So mm-hmm. what would you say your starting point is with uh, kind of drawing or, or just art or comics? I think my starting point was just a long time ago, as soon as I could pick up a little pencil, I would just draw all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was obsessed with drawing monsters in the beginning because the first movie I ever saw was Monsters, Inc. And that's what sparked my joy of just drawing. Um, And then from there, as I got older, I started making just little comics in my notebook. And... Well, would you say sorry to interrupt but would you say would you say that that was like so you see monsters inc and uh i'm assuming you were like a little kid when monsters inc was showing up uh which makes me feel old but (laughs) uh anyway so you see this and you said were you already drawing at this point like before Mm -hmm. that okay so you were just kind of drawing whenever you wanted um or whenever you could now was there is there usually people say that like art or some sort of talent is usually passed down uh, in the family or it's in like genes stuff like that is anybody else in your family like an artist or were they you know creativity or anything like that like do they do anything anything like drawing or just any sort of art form um i know when my grandma was younger she used to paint all the time but she would paint um realistic stuff and she taught me a little bit of it but i've always leaned more towards um cartoons and so she'd be, giving, she'd be giving you lessons you're like yeah but like let's make this like a cartoon like let's do this right or did you did she ever like because she went over stuff with you um what would you say was that your takeaway from that was that like kind of like an exposure to let's say like there's different art forms mm-hmm. um and then i think that's a good way to find out like early on like what kind of style you want to pursue right yeah i remember um sitting on the floor and she was teaching me how to paint and then i remember looking up bob ross videos to learn how to paint on canvas but but i always just preferred trying to make my artwork look almost like the stuff you'd see on cartoon network because i wanted to have those perfect black lines and just solid colors and i just couldn't achieve that on paper at the time (laughs) uh so when you're drawing right when you get into this are you kind of just drawing whenever because i know like some people whenever they get into i want to say it's mainly creative people when you're in school you're like not paying attention to whatever's going on because you're just like mm-hmm. you open your notebook and it's just a bunch of drawings was that you were you like the person Definitely. that was just always drawing in class did you get in trouble always for- drawing. Did you get in trouble no actually actually my teachers loved it when i would draw my papers and in class you know how they have each have other classmates grade each other's papers yeah people would always give me their papers so i could draw on their paper while i'm grading really? it really yeah. That was like your first taste of like fame, right? You're like, yeah, I'm oh, cool. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what did you, uh, uh, as you're drawing, what did your parents say? Are they encouraging this? Or are they kind of just like, oh, it's a kid thing to do? Like, what would my, you say to them? My parents are incredibly supportive and I'm very lucky. That's I awesome. wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten to this point where I am now if it weren't for their support. They were the ones who encouraged it and would always give me the supplies I needed to continue drawing. That is awesome. That is like, that is super cool because um, I think, it, you know, for anybody that's listened to the show before, I think I've said it in a couple uh, episodes that sometimes it's really sad that like kids are super creative. I mean, I think every kid has a great imagination and, and creativity. And sometimes the parents try to take that away, right? They kind of like, oh, you're going to grow out of it, like grow up or that kind of thing or pursue this or whatever, right? They they kind of take it away and, and, and 
it's unfortunate that that happens because I think every kid could, you know, it's kind of like uh, you're molding clay, right? So uh, yeah. it's kind of like you're molding what you want your, your kid to do. And, and if you kind of just let the kid kind of figure out what they want to do or what they like to do, I think they can kind of mold themselves and you just kind of guide them. You're not, you know, you're not like forcing anything down them. You're not like, no, you're going to go play sports or you're going to go do this. Like, no, it's like, dude, just do whatever you want. Just don't get in trouble with the law, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So they're super supportive. Um, when you're drawing or what would you say are you like using i'm not a, i'm not much of a drawer i've tried to draw and i can't do, i can't do it uh so are you surrounded by people that can draw as well or are you like kind of like the only one that uh, maybe it has the talent to do it aside from um, your grandma <laughs> um within my family i feel aside from my grandma i feel yeah. like i'm the only one um at school of course i had other friends who can draw and i have online friends who can draw but in real life i don't have too many friends i know who can also draw mm -hmm. was that something that okay so you said at school you had people that could draw mm -hmm. did you guys ever like i'm a competitive person so like did you guys <laughs> ever like did you guys ever try to compete on like who can draw like the best or the fastest or whatever you did a, a little bit yeah um i mm, uh, there's always kind of like a little bit of a competition to see who is the best artist. Mm. I remember one day we we had two art teachers. They were like rivals with each other. So um, our that? one, <laughs> yeah, one of our art teachers walked in. He just walked into our classroom and asked, "Who's the best artist in this classroom?" Everyone pointed at me. It was like my one moment of fame. <laughs> Did you look behind you when everyone pointed at you? Like everyone oh, pointed, and you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah a me? little bit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did they ever, um, so here's the thing. Um, I, like I said, I never drew, but my friends, uh, now that we're talking about school and, you know, being kids mm -hmm. and stuff, my friends and I were known as like the class clowns. We were known as like the pranksters, I guess. So it was funny because we, I think after a while, um, we didn't get in trouble for what we did anymore. Now it was like, and they probably shouldn't have done this, uh, but the teachers started to encourage it. Like mm -hmm. if it was a Friday and they like, all right. Eric, you and your friends, like, bring your friends from the other classes and come in here and, and like, put on a show for, like, everyone in the classroom. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, do the thing you showed me earlier. And we're like, should this be, like, should a teacher be telling us to, like, do these little pranks on each other? Like, these different things, right? It was kind of like they wanted to put on, like, some sort of, like, performance or show, right? Uh, of course, we did it. Did anybody ever kind of, like, I, what I'm trying to get, I said, were you ever kind of put like on display of like, oh, look, she can do this. Like show her, like show everyone what you can draw or show everyone what you can do. Uh, did anybody like put on some sort of like performance or like talent show, like just featuring you? Well, there's never a talent show, but there would be times in class where if anything had to do with involved drawing, everyone would just turn around and look at me. <laughs> but I like, feel like, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no denying who to go to here. <laughs> but of course there's other art kids and, anyone who was in art class would also have that same experience in their class yeah <laughs> all right so uh you start developing or at what point do you start seeing kind of like you're getting right because i don't know how often you're drawing i'm assuming it's pretty often right how would you what would you say you're drawing every day you're drawing like every other day did you make I it like a to, focus to draw i try to draw every day but sometimes i just get busy and i can't Mm -hmm. But if I could, I would just draw all day, every day. And what were you drawing, though? Were you drawing, like, people? Or were you drawing just what you saw on TV? Or, or what would you... 
in the um, beginning, so, in like the early days, I guess. Um, it would always just be random little monsters. It's just because a monster can have almost any feature you want it to have. Right. So it would just always be little monsters or just little characters I would doodle on my notebook. Mm. And um, sometimes someone might ask me to draw a character from a show or... Did you take Actually, it as a challenge? Were you like, all right, yeah, I got this. Like A little bit. Yeah. Uh, one, time, one time I had a kid, he just put his arm on my my desk. He's like, yo, give me some tattoos. Give me some <laughs> yeah, I was like, like uh... I, I, felt, I was really shy, but like, I did it anyway with a little Sharpie. <laughs> what did you What did you draw? I drew a dinosaur. On, on his arm? arm? Mm-hmm. Like a big dinosaur or like a little... He wanted a big one, but I just drew a tiny little cute one. You realize that like that kid went home and like his parents were like, what did you do? Like they got after him. No, we were like freshmen at that time. Oh, okay. He's just like, I was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. A little awkward. The parents of that kid are just like, ah, it's a phase. You know, it's a thing. He wants tattoos. Uh, So you, I've seen before on your Instagram, I think this is in high school, uh, I could be wrong, but I think on your Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Get A Clue Comics, right? That's, uh, that's the Instagram? Yes, that's it. All right. Get A Clue mm-hmm. as in like K-L-U. Yeah, it stands for my initials. All right. So Get A Clue Comics. Uh, I think I saw in there, you drew some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, that's called what, caricatures? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's supposed to be a caricature, but I'm not really good at exaggerating people's features like a traditional character because mm. i'm afraid of i'm afraid of a uh, offending somebody any, i'm afraid of making my friends feel insecure yeah so um but i have been hired to do caricatures before so those drawings you saw of my friends was me practicing before going to this caricature job now i hope you're still friends with these people but oh one, definitely one of the guys does not look too happy that you drew him so <laughs> what i want to know is did you like ask for volunteers or did you just say hey don't move i'm gonna draw you or are you just drawing them without them knowing um we were just all sitting at the table i'm like can i practice on you guys and they're like sure okay um, i think i know which one you're talking about did you have orange hair i don't like remember I, I think it's like the first one i think i could be it wrong says, uh, the shirt's like his shirt says something about how he wants to die yeah that was my friend colton okay was he like i'm gonna look mad in this photo or is he just like man why'd you draw that's me just, that's just his, that's, that's just, just him. how he looks <laughs> all the time yeah yeah so are you is this like you do that because you want to get better at that like are you trying to you know kind of like improve that sort of uh aspect of drawing where you're drawing people or was that just like hey i'm bored it's lunch i want to do something i was practicing for a job because i was hired to be a caricature artist at this place called concrete street and um so i was just practicing on friends um you wait you were hired yeah, I was hired to do a character job. How does, that, so they would... how, how does that come up? Like, how did that? So how I got the job is um, at the time I had a friend named Valdino and he was a magician. So with through him, I knew tons of clowns, magicians and, you know, other character artists. And so he would have a bunch of contacts from people who would need um, just a entertainment for their organization or parties or something so through him i was able to get a couple jobs doing caricature art at these events now did he like ask you if you'd be interested or was he just like hey by the way uh you got hired you're gonna have this job uh i mean because because it's different when you're drawing for fun or just like every day and now you're hired to provide a service that's pretty much what you're doing Mm -hmm. uh 
what's that like? I mean, what's your thought before, you know, that first time you got hired? What, what was the process? I was, there? I was so nervous because I hate being watched while I draw, but these are very quick characters. So yeah. I, had, I had to get used to it. That's why I was practicing on my friends. Mm. Um, I had another character artist with me who kind of taught me a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he would always have me exaggerate features, but um, I would always just kind of draw people to make them look cute, yeah. just so no one, so no one gets offended. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. But mm -hmm. uh, so, did you know that like this magician friend was going around and saying, "Hey, you know what?" Like, oh yeah, he told me. You, you um, got a heads up about it, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. so he asked me beforehand if I wanted to, and I said, "Totally." You get any jobs? Just let me know. I'm free. So Almost you never, any weekend. So you never you never did it before, right? You kind of just drew um, kind of like free time, I guess you would say, or whenever you wanted. Um, but even then, you've never been hired before. You're just like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Like, let's, you know, let's try it out. Or were you just kind of like, yeah, I'm ready to take this next step of my, you know, kind of art. Oh, first we started off at um, a Comic-Con. So people would come up, ask for a caricature, and um, we would just draw it real quick quick and give it to them uh -huh. so that was my first experience doing it before having actually being hired what was that like though that first experience it was very it was very i was very <laughs> nervous because um i wasn't very good at it and <laughs> i was just really nervous what was their reaction though the people that you, you, how many people would you say you drew that day or that um, time there was a lot of people because you know, it was Comic-Con. Pretty quick, um, yeah. I think most of them liked it. There was one person who didn't like it. Though. Really? Just, what did they I say? Just, it was just the look on their face <laughs> when I <laughs> handed like, it to them. Mm, I guess. Yeah, I was like, I felt bad. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't my best, but I was I was still learning. That wasn't the um, first one, though, right? That wasn't like the first one you did of the day? That was like towards the end of the day. Oh, you're like, dude, my arm's tired. I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, right? Well, before I did all these characters, I had done commissions in the past, so I was used to being hired to draw stuff. I just wasn't used to drawing in front of someone, like, right then and there. Yeah, I uh, I edit videos, and I cannot stand when people are, like, watching me edit. I'm like, like, they're hovering over my shoulder, and I'm like, no, just kind of wait, because a lot of people, they don't, uh, they don't see the process, right? They just see the end product. So when you're mm -hmm. working on the on the process, they're like, wait, but it doesn't make sense or it doesn't like, like hold on, it's going to get there. You just you need to give it time, right? Yeah. Uh, which I'm pretty sure is kind of the same way with drawing, right? Um, I know I've done like graphic design and I start designing a poster or like a flyer or something. And people are like, wait, no, this needs to be bigger. This I'm like, hold on, it needs to come together. Um, so I did not know that you were doing commissions. That is so mm -hmm. cool. Uh, how does that, again, how does that get started? How do people find out about your art? Is it just through school, through friends? Or your, is your family doing something? Are your parents saying, hey, you know what? My daughter can draw, here you go, you know, whatever. It's mostly through um, just people who happen to find me online. Surprisingly, I've gotten a lot of my commissions through Etsy. Oh. Somehow, I, I made an Etsy account for stickers and they somehow, mo most of my uh, clients have found me through there, but others have found me at Comic-Con or just through Instagram. Well, how early did you start doing uh, Comic-Cons? Um, I had to be when I was 16, so 2016 is oh. when I started doing comic okay. cons and at my very first comic con all i had with me was my first comic book and nothing else and so the very next day because you know, the comic cons are usually one or two days long yeah the next day i brought my 
tablet and all that out there so I could do characters and sell comic books. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And that shows that you're um, kind of like a quick learner to the game, right? So uh, we are going to get ready to go to the second segment, which we're going to talk about. We talked a little bit about Comic-Cons. We're going to talk a little bit more about that experience when we come back from commercial. The only thing I wanted to bring up real quick was you kind of have you start doing commissions you start doing uh comic cons and stuff like that your magician friend hires you know gets you a couple jobs at what point do you realize hey you know what like there's something with my art here that i can tap into uh was there like a moment in time that you can remember where you're saying hey you know what i I think i got something here like i'm pretty talented Mm -hmm. yeah i would say um it had to be as, as soon as I got that tablet and I realized that I could draw digitally is when I realized I had the ability to make an actual comic book. And as soon as I got that ability and I got the right program is when I was just determined to make my first comic book, even if it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just that's just well, where I started. I mean, that's great because we often say like, hey, you know what? Just just start it just get get it going get the ball rolling it's not going to be perfect right you're going to look back at it a few years from now you're going to be like what was i doing but that's how i feel now (laughs) yeah and that's the thing it's important thing it's like just get started just you got to start somewhere right Mm -hmm. oftentimes we get discouraged because we look at like the person next to us and this person's been doing it for 25 years or whatever it is so you're like man my stuff doesn't look like that it's like hold on they started somewhere you need to start somewhere so mm-hmm. again, when we come back from commercial, we're gonna talk about Comic-Con and we're gonna talk about uh, kind of what the next uh, phase is in this story, what the next uh, step is in this story. Before we go to commercial break, please make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It is Eric Alvarez presents your show. And on there, you can see, you know, different clips and different quotes and different whatever we're doing. We're giving away stickers uh, to our previous guests. We're giving, you know, stickers out. If you would like to obtain one, you just send us a DM. And we also have T-shirts now that we're getting printed at the moment, actually. Uh, So you can keep up with us. Tell your friends about it. And also, if you want to be on the show, all you have to do is send me a message. With Katie here, we reached out to her because we loved her artwork. We loved her comics. And she was just like, yeah, dude, let's do it. She was totally down for it. And she messaged me. And I think we got this scheduled almost like right away, right? I mean, it wasn't that difficult of a process to get on the show, was it? Oh, not at all. (laughs) See that? You heard it from her. So obviously, I'm not lying. So again, if you want to be on the show, just send us a message. uh, Slide into our DMs, right? That's what we say. (laughs) Uh, And send us a message. Just be like, hey, you know what? This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to talk about. And Eric, when can I do it? Uh, and then we'll schedule something that's easy as it is. So again, follow us Instagram and Facebook. And of course, you can listen to any of the previous 26 episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all those other podcast websites. Again, we'll be right back in just a few. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to your show. Eric Alvarez still here with Katie. I have to like, I know this is super bad, but I constantly <laughs> have to like move my mouth. So it brings up the name and I'm like, I'm going to make sure I'm saying her name. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, we just met each other. Right. We just met. Mm-hmm. We don't know each other before this. Uh, some people always ask me like, uh, oh, uh, the people you have on your show, are they just like people, you know, are they your friends? And I'm like, dude, it could be anybody. I want people who want to share their stories. Right. Uh, and again, the idea is that somebody's going to hear your story and say, hey, you know what? I need to be like Katie and just kind of like, just do it. Just go for it. Right. Um, which we were talking about during commercial break. Uh, we were talking about how she was kind of like nervous. And I'm like, dude, you're good. Don't worry about it. She's like, yeah, like it, it's gone. Like the nervousness has gone away. But it's really just that mentality of like, I just need to, I just need to do it. I just need to go. Right. And that's kind of like what we we're talking about um, as far as you doing comedy you know your first comic right where you're like man i'm looking back at it i'm kind of like what was i thinking what was i doing but the important thing mm-hmm. is just getting started just put it out there right yeah uh, it's very um i i really don't like when people look at other people's work and get discouraged because oh this person did it better than me it's like no no, no. focus on you and get started somewhere right um is that something that you would agree with or you'd be like no eric you're wrong <laughs> People shouldn't just get started. Uh, it's not necessarily that it's going to be right. It's just the, the fact that you got the process started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Just sometimes you just got to do it. Like I made a ton of mistakes. Like there's spelling errors and maybe a bad joke here and there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just I made I made tons of mistakes, but it helped me make the second book better. And I'm taking a little bit more time and put a little more effort into mm-hmm. the third one. So I can uh, improve. Well, it's great because you do that first um, kind of comic, right? And you're probably feeling great, right? When you do it, you're like, yeah, I'm doing a first comic. It's great. But the important thing there is you learn the process. You learn like, hey, you know what? I really need to take it slow this time. I need to do this. I need to focus and make sure I, you know what I mean? Like, that's the great thing. That's the great thing about making mistakes, right? Or, or maybe yeah. just doing it is that you can now look back and say, especially with a comic, which is, uh, this first comic, it was a uh, physical print. Was it like a, or mm-hmm. was it digital? It was physical. It's a physical print. Yeah. So you have it in your hand now and you're like, yes, this is awesome. I have my first comic. And then you like look there and you're like, oh man, like I misspelled something or, oh, this joke didn't, yeah. you know, that was such a bad joke, but it's an opportunity. I mean, depending on how you react, right. Cause you could see mm-hmm. something that you messed up, not just in comics, but you could see something that you messed up on. You say, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. Cause I messed up. Or mm-hmm. you could be like Katie and say, you know what? I messed up here, but now I know what I need to focus on. Now I know I need to go back and double check the spelling or whatever it is, right? Because um, I'm assuming that first one, you were just super excited to just get it done, right? Totally. I was yeah. I was just really excited. I was so proud of it. I, I still am very proud you of it. You should be. Yeah, you should be. Uh, not that I've read it, but I'm saying you should be excited because, again, it was just all that first one was just about getting started. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the cool thing is, um, I think as you grow and the more comics that you release or the more work that you do, that first comic, having those kind of like typos or whatever you want to say they are, but having those little um, 
not blemishes, but just kind of those little mishaps. Mm-hmm. It kind of becomes like a thing where it's like, oh, but look, like, it, it's kind of like an Easter egg, right? For like your, yeah. your your fans and stuff. I know I like going back and seeing like, I'm a big movie guy. So I go back to like movies and I love seeing little mess ups. And the director mm-hmm. or the filmmakers are probably like, oh man, like I can't believe we left that Starbucks cup in there. But it's like, <laughs> I love looking for that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I love mm-hmm. doing that. And I'm not, I don't make fun of them. I still love the movie. It's just like, oh, look, if you look closely, you can see the guy's foot start to move and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Um, so anyway, enough about movies. We're talking about <laughs> comics. Um, so you get that first comic uh, done. Is that, where is that in the timeline of before or after Comic Con, your first Comic Con? Um, I did my first Comic Con when I already, I had already made my first comic book and then I did my first Comic Con. Mm. Um, I was 16 when I made my first comic book, so that was 2016. Mm. And, um, now, the second, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that first, I'm still focused on that first one. Uh, mm-hmm. how do you know where to go to get it printed? Are you just going to like a print shop or are you going to somebody that actually does like comics? Okay, so I'm really lucky because my uncle. This kind of, yeah, he's a businessman. He helped me through the whole process. We did we didn't get it published through a company, so we just did it on our own. I mean, I would have loved to be published through a company, but um, I just I just don't have anyone, so I just did it on my own. I was like, screw that, just gonna do it on my own. Mm-hmm. We just went to, I mean, he he sent me this website, and I just followed the steps and uploaded all the artwork um, on the program I use. Mm-hmm. called clip studio has um guidelines and stuff you can put on specifically for making comic books so it made the whole process a lot easier that's once cool. i learned how to yeah. use that that's cool <laughs> that's really cool and what does your family say when you do this first one are they um they were all very proud of it um they're a little afraid to show it to their friends and other family because the humor is a bit dark <laughs> and so and i was 16 at the time and yes yeah, it's a little inappropriate <laughs> um the first one was actually inspired by my mom's uh prison stories when she was a prison guard okay all right now where does your humor come from or what would you would you attribute your you, to your mom you yeah. say? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say um my friends and family influence a lot of my humor mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i i uh enjoy comics um and especially when there's humor involved mm-hmm. uh because we're we're picking this thing up uh we're picking up a comic I mean, at least for me, it's to kind of like, kind of like escape from the stuff around me, right? So like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm stressed because of work or oh, I'm stressed because of this. I want to be able to pick up something and like laugh. That's my thing. It's like, I want to be able to like, if I pick up a book or if I pick up a comic or do something, I want to laugh, you know? Like, it's just, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to be sad or depressed or whatever. Like, I want to enjoy a good uh, comic, which is to me is laughing. So do you make it a point when you're writing? Because you, are you wait hang on are you writing also or are you just doing the art i wrote it i wrote it but the first book was very loosely based off one of my mom's prison stories Mm -hmm. so yeah i I did most of the writing but i did have friends and family like look at it add stuff they thought would be helpful okay so the reason why i asked is because did you make it a point to say oh you know what i'm gonna write this comic and it's gonna be about loosely based off of my mom's you know prison guard stories uh, and there's going to be humor involved like did you make it a point to have the humor or was the humor just coming out 
when as you're creating, right? Like, oh, you know what? This would be really funny, or oh, this would be great to add on to this, right? Because sometimes humor, I don't know if that was already present in the stories that you were kind of loosely based off of, what? or if you're, I mean, because a lot of times humor is exaggerated experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what would you say? Was it just coming across naturally or were you making a point to say, hey, this is going to be a funny comic? Um, it, I was making a point to definitely make it a funny comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the humor is, even though the humor is kind of dark, sometimes I guess things might just be funny to me and not other people. <laughs> but um, I, I personally, I think it's really funny. Um, <laughs> uh, when I made this first comic, I was only 16. I didn't really sit down and like, this is going to be the beginning, the climax. And I just kind of just wrote whatever I wanted to and just threw it in there. There, there was a there was a proper ending, though. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that there's actual like structure to stories and stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know now, but at the time mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, no, I'm just kind of going wherever it, it takes me. Right. And, and mm-hmm. um, I know I, I've always considered myself like a pretty good storyteller. And my friends have said like, hey, you're pretty good at telling stories like verbally. I cannot write for anything. If I try to get whatever's in my brain into my hand onto paper, it does not come out the way I want it. At least I don't think. But if you are talking to me and I'm like, hey, by the way, I have this really funny story to tell you. And I tell the story. People are like, dude, you're really good at storytelling, right? Um, mm-hmm. So with stories, I, th- like I said, I thought I was pretty good at it. And then when I was in college, I realized that, hey, there's like a whole spine of like, I think uh, I think it, re- it was posted online as well. Like the Disney kind of like Pixar kind of story spine which is like this happened mm-hmm. and then and because of that and it kind of just breaks you down like to like eight yeah. steps um so now that you kind of get that first comic done you go to comic con right and that's when you have the comic and then you're like hey i need a little bit more let me bring my ipad right mm-hmm. and start start doing caricatures have you ever been to a comic con before that as like a fan before you did that first one no mm-hmm. actually i think i went to okay yeah, I went to one Comic Con as a fan, mm-hmm. and I didn't really. It was fun. Uh, it was kind of like a mixed. It wasn't strictly Comic Con. We had like wrestlers there and magic uh, magicians. That's how I met my friend Baldino. Oh, okay. Do that. So it wasn't strictly a Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to one Comic Con, and then um, after that, I would always help him at his booths. Um, were you like the magician's when, assistant? Were you like the I one actually, that would, was, you would get I in the box the and slicing you in half and stuff? Really? Yeah, he, yeah he, um, I did get in a box. Um, he locked me in a box to see if I could get out. I couldn't. Um, I, st- I never got to learn it. Um, oh, okay. Um, but I did other tricks. Me and my sister were his assistants for a couple years. That's cool. Um, so that, that was my first introduction to that. That's yeah. how I got into characters and stuff like that that's cool um but ever since i did my first comic book i've just mostly just been a vendor i, I don't normally go as a fan, fan anymore well i mean you get to i think you still i could I be get wrong to walk, i, I yeah. get to walk around and I'll stuff. Say, you yeah, still get so. to experience it mm-hmm. but i remember the first time i went to a comic con uh so i've always been somebody who like enjoys kind of like the pop culture i think that's what you're kind of like saying it's not just comics it's like wrestling there's whatever TV shows and all these people there, right? All these mm-hmm. celebrities and, and things like that. Um, <clears throat> and I've always considered myself kind of like uh, somebody who like played sports, also played music and also like enjoyed like video games and comics and like Star Wars and stuff like that, right? I was just kind of like an mm-hmm. all around kind of person. But I never like thought like, I want to go to Comic-Con. I n- never thought that until 
one year, I think it was in Austin, like the Wizard Con, I think is what it was called. Um, I I want to say that it was the Green Power Ranger that was going to be there, which if you look over my shoulder, there's me, a photo of the Green Power Ranger, right? Jason David Frank. That is cool. Uh, so I was like, I've never been, but he's going to be there and I got to go because that was like my childhood hero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we go and like we open like the double doors to enter like the floor i guess i don't know if there's a proper name for it i'm super sorry you're probably like you don't know the name i i I wouldn't know okay cool so anyway so we like open the doors and i was just like not overwhelmed but it was just like whoa like look at because it's a huge like Mm -hmm. room right it's like a like a uh what's it called like a civic center like a like a hall community center yeah community center there you go it's just a huge thing or a big center yeah there you go something one of those it's a center yeah yeah uh and just like whoa and it's like i think we got the the like the three-day pass for it um but i was just like where do i begin like where do i go because they have all the vendors on one side they have like all the celebrities over here they have like all the you know just it's broken up into sections right Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know where to begin and my friend and i were just like what do we do like we've never been to this and we don't want to miss a thing you know we want to go to the q a's we want to do this so it was like a matter of like looking at the schedule and being like okay this person's doing this q a at this time blah blah whatever and i was super excited like i felt like i love seeing the cosplay i would never cosplay uh just because i feel like i wouldn't do it right like it needs to be like done with so much dedication and passion you know what i mean like it needs to i know what you mean yeah yeah and i'm like i haven't done it either yeah i'm like i'm not gonna do it like it's gonna be super lame uh (laughs) and and i want to do it right and so i just never done it uh but i enjoy it i love seeing cosplayers i you know so i remember walking around and just feeling like wow like i'm home you know like this is amazing it is Uh, pretty cool it is such a cool experience and i remember we do the three-day pass and we're like okay this day we're gonna do this this day we're gonna do that and if we want we can come back the third day right because it's a it's a big thing you don't want to miss you know a thing if you haven't gone to a comic con hopefully they start up within like the next year or so and you can go because it is just such a fun experience everyone is just like having a good time it seems Mm -hmm. right there's no problems everyone's pretty chill and everyone's there for their love of comics or their love of you know pop culture stuff like that mm-hmm. um so you do this you're sitting at your booth now what is it is this like in your hometown or is this out of town when you're doing the comic cons or is it a mixture so it's a mix i i haven't gone outside of south texas for any comic con so they're usually local or like three hours away mm-hmm. um which three-hour drive isn't that big of a deal to me. It's not. Um, <laughs> we live in Texas, so like three Texas. hours is nothing. If you go to like Florida, which I lived in Florida for a few years, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, it's like it's only three hours away. People are like, what? Like it's <laughs> all the way that it's like, yeah, it's three hours. That's nothing, dude. Like you can drive for 14 hours and still be in Texas. Like three hours exactly. is nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, so you do these comic cons, kind of at, mm-hmm. you know, out of town or, or local. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, if it's local. Your family and friends show up, I assume. Oh, definitely. I have kids from like school that I graduated with come over and they're like, what are you doing here? Or, yeah. Uh, kids like, I haven't seen since elementary school. It's real. It's just real like, cool. You see all sorts of people you haven't seen in years. You're like, I'm super famous. What do you mean? I have my own booth. <laughs> but I want to know when you go out of town, are you nervous? And the reason why I ask this is because I used to be a musician who would tour uh, throughout mm-hmm. the country and stuff. And... I'm going to ask you this and you can, I, I hope you answer honestly here, 
when you're sitting, when you go to a booth, right, or when you have your own booth out of town somewhere, are you kind of nervous that like, dude, nobody's gonna come up to my table, like nobody, like nobody's gonna talk to me, kind of thing, or are you just like somebody's gonna get drawn in uh, by my comics? Like, what's the display you have? Do you have some sort of like drawings behind you? Do you have like something that catches the people's eye? What do you? What, what's your setup there? So I'm lucky because I work at a graphic shop, so I've been able to print out huge signs for my booth. So I got a big Get a Clue comic sign. I got um, all my artwork above me. Um, I'm not really nervous when I go out of town because I know I'm going to meet someone there. I'm not very like, yeah, I know people in my at the local comic cons, yeah. but I'm not by any means popular. Yeah. So I know if I go anywhere, it's not going to be that much different. Oh, OK. Um, and plus, I usually go around, talk to the other vendors and make new friends. So it's always fun. And that's the cool thing is you get to, oh, God, I hate this word because it was like driven into my skull. But um, network, you get to network. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And that's the thing is that like some people will go, right. They'll have a, a booth, right. And and, the, and I, again, I was a musician. So we used to have our merch booth mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you can either sit there and be like man nobody's coming up to my table or you can say hey you know what i'm gonna talk to this per- the booth next to us and start mm-hmm. you know exchange information right exchange business cards whatever you have or you know you can make it's what it's really what you make of the of the experience right so yeah you could, exactly people could say oh it sucked and those people probably just sat there or you can say hey you know what it was actually really cool because i started talking to this person and i started talking to this mm-hmm. person and to this person i met whatever you know magician man i forgot his name i'm sorry um so you go to these comic cons and you make it a point to talk to other Mm -hmm. artists are you exchanging comics or what's the deal there i mean what's the normally i'll normally i'll do little trades of other artists so exchange artwork for a comic book or something like that um at my table i'm usually um standing up or i'm sitting on one of those bar stools because i feel like if i'm more eye level with the people walking around they'll feel more comfortable talking to me because i i always feel nervous walking over to a booth and both of the people there are sitting down looking at their phones because then i feel like i'm like intruding so i always make it a point to stand up and make eye contact and like just say hi i'm gonna tell you this right now you Mm -hmm. are really young but you are super super duper smart (laughs) That is that is such an important thing to realize when you have a booth is you do not sit down, you stand up your eye level, whatever it is, uh, and you engage, right? You engage Mm -hmm. with the people walking by. Uh, We used to do that. Uh, I used to get annoyed when my bandmates were just like, no, I'm just going to sit here and they have to come talk to me. It's like, no, dude, you stand up and you look everybody in the eye that they walk by, you say hello, whatever, and you get somebody to come to your table right mm-hmm. uh you can the the minimum that you can do is just stand there and say hello you know hi how are yeah. you doing whatever or you can say hey you like comics i got a comic here you can just be you know confrontational with them and just hey you yeah. like comics here i got a comic just for you hey you like dark humor i got something you know you can do that which is like a salesman thing to do right mm-hmm. um and that's the thing it's like that's so smart to do is just hey you know what i'm here i'm not going to be sitting here on my phone i can be on my phone in my house with yeah. nobody around or I could be here and be engaged with what's going on around me 
and talk to the people, right? Um, that was always my favorite thing to do at festivals is like when the other band is playing, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm just gonna like chill here, right? But when they're not playing and people are actually moving around, there's traffic going by, I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna say, hey, you know, you join the show, hey, this, you know, just talk to them, just talk. You'd be surprised at, well, maybe not you, but people, listeners, you'd be surprised at how you can kind of like sell a product just by talking to somebody, right? Yeah. They may not know who you are. They may not have heard your music. They may not have read your comics, but just the fact that you're talking to them about anything going on in the show or, or at the Comic-Con, and they'll, after a while, they'll say, hey, you know what? Um, what are you selling here? Okay, cool. I'm gonna buy one. You're, you're super cool. I wanna, and that's the way yeah. it gets started, right? Um, you're sell, you're some, it's almost like you're selling your own personality because normally if people like you, they'll, they'll want to support you. Yeah, it's not just about like, um, oh, this person's super talented because somebody can be super talented, but if they don't have that personality or if they're not, they don't have that connection with their audience, right? Or with mm -hmm. a, a fan or, or just a random person, if they don't have that connection, then why are they going to care, right? And it's also, if they're like kind of like intimidating to walk up to, yeah, like I like I've sometimes I've wanted to go talk to an artist or sometimes even a celebrity, but they're just a little intimidating, mm. and so I just kind of skip that table. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm like I'll just like their stuff on Instagram. Yeah. I'm too shy to walk over there. Yeah. I'll just wave from over here, even though they're not looking, uh, and that'll be my interaction with them. No, that is uh, again, that is so smart. I'm so glad that you kind of like you know that already. Uh, that is such a, an important uh, thing because again, like we said, they could end up buying something just because you're cool. Hey, you know what? I really enjoy talking to, you know, I enjoy talking to everybody or I enjoy talking to this person or I enjoyed this. And so I want to now support them. I want to now do what I can to own, you know, own this comic or whatever it is. Right. Um, go ahead. Another thing that I think is important because um, well, I learned this from when I used to sell Girl Scout cookies because I used to be Girl Scout. Um, always made a point to stand up, say hi to people, but I never pressured people into buying stuff. Just always say hi, ask them how they're doing. And if they wanted something, they'll buy it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't put on the whole carsman sale, salesman, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I, I got you. I mean, and really that's not a bad thing uh but that's always that's also always not a good thing right it just really depends on how the person responds to what yeah. you are saying right so it all depends on not necessarily you it depends on the person you're talking to you gotta adjust yourself to whoever yeah. you're talking with exactly you gotta be flexible um that second segment went by super fast and we gotta move on to the third segment which means we have awesome. a commercial break you're like yes I got through it, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, we have to go to commercial break, but we still have a lot to talk about, uh, which I'm super excited because I got super excited as we started talking about Comic-Con and I started, yes, I understand what you're saying about the vendor booth <laughs> and sitting down and stuff like that. So again, I'm going to plug social media. So please, please give us a follow, comment on something. Tell me I'm doing an okay job. <laughs> give me some sort of feedback so I know what I need to improve on or what I'm doing well, right? So again, it is Eric Alvarez presents your show. If you are a fan of Katie's, I hope you follow this show and listen to her episode, obviously, like you're doing right now. And not only listen, but share it. Let everybody know that not only is this a pretty cool podcast, but also you want people to support your friend or your um what did you say or do your your comic what do you refer to yourself as just you draw and if people buy it they buy it kind of thing yeah yeah that's yeah, a cool way to just say it so if you want to see some cool art you follow get a clue comics on instagram 
and I think Facebook. And there's also a website. What is the website? Getacluecomics.com. And that's get a clue as in K-L-U. Yeah, K-L-U. Stands for my initials. How did that name come about? I know we have to go to commercial. We're already going over time. But how did that name come about? That is such a good name. My Uncle Robert actually came up with it when we were trying to decide what to name the business. Because I actually did all the paperwork to make a business just so I could sell these comic books. Mm -hmm. So that's how we came up with it. You are so wise. That is awesome. Anyway, we're going to go to commercial break. We'll come back. Awesome. And we will be here to continue this story. So again, follow social media. Tell your friends about it. It's important that you tell your friends about it. And we'll be back in just a few. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to your show. I am having such a good time talking with my new friend here, Katie Lynn Underwood. Now, okay, do people have to say your full name or are you just kind of like, it's Katie no, Lynn, it's Katie? I, I, I always type out my full name now just, just so people know why it's spelled Clue. Because mm-hmm. I had some friends like, why is it spelled that way? And I'm like, it's my initials. You, you know me. You've known me for years. I know. You're yeah, like, it's, it's spelled that way because I misspelled stuff in my first comic and I just want to keep it like a branding yeah, thing, keep, right? Keep it consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I have, dysle- I have dyslexia. That's like my brand. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have Get a Clue Comics. Uh, you produce your first comic, right? That's what we were talking about mm-hmm. before we went to commercial break. And we talk about Comic Cons, which are awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. we're hoping, you and I both hope that Comic Cons can start up again um, sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, when it's safe enough, right? Now, of course. Um, you produce your first comic. What is, what, what's the response from not your friends and family, but from maybe like a random person that bought it, if, if random people did buy it? Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is the response there? I had a one person straight away just come ne- come over to me the next day after buying it showing me fan art they drew the main character and then other than that i mostly it mostly sells to like older guys because the humor mm-hmm. is more, mostly dark mm-hmm. um they, they say it's funny they get a kick out of it <laughs> so you you how soon after do you start getting ready to make that second comic like right away really yeah, because within a year, I had already made the second one. So in the summer of 2016 is when I finished the first comic. And in the summer of 2017, when I was 17, is when I made finished the, the second one. And I was hoping the next year just to do the same thing. But I was like, no, no, I'm going to take it slower. I'm going to put more effort into this third one. And that's the thing is that I feel like um, there's a couple things that you could do, right? 
So mm -hmm. one, it's like, hey, I need to produce a second one already because I do not want to be like you have momentum, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? You're on that high of like, I got that first comic out. I'm hearing that it's funny or that it's this or whatever. Like it's good. Somebody made fan art. And now you're like, I need to get a second one out, right? And mm -hmm. that's something that uh, I can relate to in the sense of music where like, hey, we released yeah. a demo and now we need to release the, the full album or hey, we released an album. Now we need to do this. But uh, it's mainly because we don't want to like, uh kind of like get forgotten about kind of thing right where it's like yeah. oh who made this comic or who made this album i don't even know them anymore right so mm -hmm. you you want to do something to stay in that kind of like that that kind of uh uh like stage or public image or whatever you want to say um but also you can say hey you know what i'm gonna take my time because i really want this second one to be uh better or i want the second one to do this now mm -hmm. these comics do not connect to each other correct they're two different um they're, they have the same characters, but it doesn't matter which order you read them in. Okay, cool. So when you're making this second comic, are you thinking, hey, I need to get this one out? Or was it just like happened to be ready that you're like, hey, you know what? I can release this already. Um, well, as soon as I finished the first one, I was all like, I was just ready. Just got started really? right away writing the second one. Mm -hmm. um, the second one was not based off a prison story, but um, I was sticking with the prison theme. And the third one, they will be out of prison, so I could draw a different scenery. Yeah. Um, you get get tired of saying this, drawing the same prison walls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, like, not just, not just tired, but I think it's also like, uh, I could be wrong, but you do not want um, uh, like the reader, right, to kind of uh, not get not necessarily like it gets kind of dull, where it's like, oh, I saw that like there's nothing new to catch my eye right is that like something that you try to put a focus on of like hey it needs to something needs to pop out differently from this one to separate it from the first one mm -hmm. like uh the first two the first i'm sorry both of them have different colored covers so that, that kind of separates a little bit but both of them are still taking place in the same prison mm. and i was trying really hard to make the background look different so the kitchen area is like purple for some reason like the walls <laughs> are purple yeah. it's like prison just kind of looks dull and it was, I was struggling to make it look interesting so anytime an action scene would come up or something I would just make the background like some, something colorful gotcha. um, and any excuse to add in color I was trying to because the first one there's just so much dark blue or just grays yeah was that like a conscious decision when that first one or did it just happen that way? You're like, oh man, I didn't just, even realize I put so many blues in there <laughs> it's like I kind of knew but at the same time it's like I didn't realize how much like, yeah. like I was looking at it the other day with my friend. He's like, Katie, there's so much blue in here. I was like, I know. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the, Again, that goes back to what we were saying earlier, where it's like, just get it. Just get it out there. Because now you can look back at it and say, hey, you know what? I went a little too much on the blue there. Let me, you know, do this. Mm -hmm. And now you kind of, you know, uh, you're more aware, right? I would mm -hmm. assume. Um, so in this uh, comic, uh, the important thing, obviously, like we were saying, uh, is color because you can draw. Mm -hmm. Right. And now it's like the color really adds a different element to uh, really brings it to life or really adds something different. Mm -hmm. um, do you kind of find yourself thinking when you're drawing something, are you already thinking of what color it's going to be? Or do you have to like look back at it and say, hey, you know what? Uh, now that I've drawn all this, now I can see what colors would go where. See, when I was drawing it at first, I wasn't exactly thinking about what colors to do. Mm -hmm. I just knew it was going to be a prison and it was going to be like gray or like like a grayish blue. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I started coloring it, I realized, oh my God, 
this is a lot of <laughs> this, this is a lot <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 one thing i want to bring up is you do everything yourself right as far as yeah like- i do i do it all on my own um i wish i had I, I guess i could say i have a little bit of a team because i couldn't have done it at all without the support of my family and friends mm-hmm. but, but i mean um, like the drawing and the the drawing and the writing i do all on wow. my own did you have did you uh i don't know if we went over this but did you have like any sort of like background education in this besides like art class and like high school or something um i mostly taught myself everything that is um, so I, had cool. to, I had to teach myself how to use the program clip studio because at the time there wasn't too many tutorial videos mm. and i think there was one in a different language if i remember and i just I was just trying. I just kept pausing it to zoom in. Like, what did he click on? Did you I need to a, learn how to do that. Did you have a pirated version of one of these programs? <laughs> Is it um, a different language? No, I'm not gonna I, get I in think, trouble. Don't worry. I'm not like a. <laughs> no, a clip, clip. I think Clip Studio just wasn't um, as popular in the U.S. at mm. the time. It's mostly a Japanese program. Gotcha. Um, it's it's, it's kind of like Photoshop, but just geared towards drawing. Okay. And there, there, there's more um, tutorial videos now on how to use it, but at the time I was struggling on how to use it. <laughs> yeah. um, it wasn't it wasn't until I got to the second comic book I realized that um, Clip Studio has a whole feature specifically for making comic books and comic book panels, and it just made the whole process so much easier. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I think the important thing is like. You need to constantly have that attitude of like, I want to learn. I want to, you know, I need to get better. I need to understand uh, programs better or or processes better, right? Um, Do you uh, constantly have that drive of like, I need to learn more. I need to, you know, there's more Mm -hmm. I can do uh, in in the world of comics. And at this point, are you looking at anybody like any, are there any artists that you're looking to as like, man, like they do this or they went through this kind of like process i need to kind of adapt to that or are you looking at is there any sort of influence i guess is the easier question in this because i know i've definitely been influenced but it's kind of hard to pinpoint by who exactly okay um i do try to learn more because i've just been using only clip studio and i know that if i worked for a company as an artist there's a bunch of different photoshop and a Adobe things that I just ha- don't have experience using. Mm-hmm. Also, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, they are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the Adobe like Creative Suite or whatever it's called, and it's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but it is my career, so I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it works out. But yeah, I can yeah, see. Like, I mean, it built up. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. If there's any artists in particular? Um, I know. Steven Silver, he did a lot of the character designs for the shows I grew up watching, mm. like Kim Possible and some of the other shows. And he's a really nice guy. Um, I think he has a couple art classes that I actually want to take so I can continue learning yeah, how to draw cool. better. Now, you've uh, so we've talked about the first two comics. How many comics have you uh, released or published? Um, there's only two comic books that have been pub- uh, published. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're only available as like a comic book. They're not available online just because I haven't, I haven't figured out how to sell it online. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Um, also, there's like a thousand printed of each and I've already sold about half of each. Wow. So I just figured just the rest I'm going to sell like comic cons or whoever buys it through the website. That's so cool. And so when can we expect a third one? I'm hoping to get the third one done within um, 
I'm trying to think because I still have like these classes I'm doing online and a little bit of college here. Yeah. So I don't know exactly, but I'm hoping within like a year, maybe okay. I can have it done. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's, that's, um, do you kind of like, especially during, right. I, I don't like to talk about it too much on the show, but like during COVID, did you like find yourself having a lot more time to just like sit down and focus on your craft? Not at all. When COVID hit, uh, it didn't really affect my day-to-day life at all. Like I still went to work, mm-hmm. still came home, still had about the same amount of time. So. Oh, okay. So not, it didn't really affect me, so I'm really lucky. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get that extra free time like a lot of other people did. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I remember that. For me, I. Uh, I mean, I've been editing videos for mm-hmm. um, uh, like five or six years now. And uh, when COVID hit, I mean, even though I was working at a job where I would make videos and film and edit and stuff like that, the stay at home orders just kind of gave me that opportunity to, yes, play video games more, Mm -hmm. uh, but also like it allowed me to like really work on uh, my craft. I started just messaging people on social media, just, hey, you have a podcast, you need somebody to edit highlights. And it's kind of just like cold calling people, right? Just like, hey, do you need this? And, And you get so many no's, but those yeses, they hit. And guess what? Like now I work full time for somebody who I started off just editing like a little side video for. And so That's awesome. Yeah, it's just, you know what I mean? So I really took the time to like, hey, I really need to focus on just getting better because mm-hmm. uh, editing videos, you can obviously work from home, you can work from wherever. Uh, so even if we have stay at home orders, I'm, I'm okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of like my focus on that. Uh, so uh, you have a third comic that you're working on um, and you're definitely not rushing. Uh, you mm-hmm. want to take your time to make sure it's, is there like a expectation that you have for yourself now when you do comics? Is it like, Hey, um, it needs to be like this level over here. I have to some level. I want it to be like, I know, I know it's never going to be perfect, but I just want to make sure it's better than the last two mm-hmm. to make sure I just improve on the mistakes I made in the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely taking more time with it. Um, I've been figuring out a better storyline to where it's a little more consistent. Um, we'll be outside of the prison, so we get some different scenery, now, some different you, stories. Do you like set aside time for you to like sit down and think, okay, I need to write this story? Like, mm-hmm. obviously the story needs to, needs to kind of come out first, or are you like just kind of drawing and like, oh, by the way, this could come into the story? Um, I usually come up with the story first before I start drawing it out mm-hmm. so do you like set aside time or are you just kind of like oh like this thing just came into my head i mean because sometimes creativity can just kind of hit whenever right or inspiration can kind of hit whenever um would you say you sit down and you okay i need to i need to write i do that i do a little bit of both i'll definitely sit down and set aside time to write a script and figure out what's going to be on each page but before that i'll usually just Whenever I get an idea, just write into my notes and then later look at it, put together a story mm-hmm. and open up Google Docs and start trying to figure out what's going to go on which page and just uh, sectioning off the parts of the script to be in uh, which panels. Yeah, that is so... Uh, the reason why I asked that is because I um, would always... When I... Um, would have meetings with my like my former boss or my boss i don't even know if i still work there um i was working like two jobs that's why uh both video editing and stuff like that but um 
I would always, he, and he knew this. I never liked, I never liked forced brainstorming. We're like, Hey guys, we're all going to sit down and we're going to brainstorm. I'm like, I don't work like that. It just kind of happens. Like it just has to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I could be sitting there. uh, I could be laying in my bed, like trying to fall asleep. And all of a sudden an idea comes and I'm like, Oh crap. And I need to get up and like, you know, type it out or whatever it is. Uh, I, I can't do forced brains or I can, I cannot sit down and be like, okay, I need to do this. It's kind of just like, it happens. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's where, how, how I started. But I also, whenever I make silly videos with my friends, I also don't write a single thing much like this podcast. I do not write questions. I don't, I don't, you know, it's just kind of like, let's, uh, wing it, right. Let's improvise mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, again, because I think I can have great ideas. It's just a matter of like sitting down and writing. Um, now when you start writing, uh, would you say, what would you say is the most difficult part is the most difficult part in writing, getting started. You just sit there um, like in a blank piece of, uh, like a, not a blank piece of paper, but like a blank word document. And the little thing is just flashing. Like I need to type something. Well, I have tons of free time. So I have tons of ideas just set aside. So I'm, I'm normally always have an idea in mind. That's cool. So when it comes comes to sitting down and writing it i know where to start but lots of times i'll just start kind of like giggling to myself thinking about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'll spend most of my time laughing instead of writing that is so Um, cool and half the time it's just funny to me (laughs) and that's the thing is i I, i'm definitely uh with my videos to me i'm like if it's funny to me i'm gonna do it like i Mm -hmm. like there's a sort of like um like sense of joy when it just makes you laugh or you're like man Cause I mean, at least for me, I don't focus too much on like, is it going to make somebody else laugh? I'm like, no, is it going to, does it make me laugh? Right. That kind of thing. And then once you film it or once you write it out, then at that point you're like, okay, I hope it makes people laugh. But when I was writing it, it was just like, dude, this is funny. Right. Would you agree with that's the way it is? Like definitely like I'll, I'll make like intentional jokes, but, um, I don't know. Sometimes it's just the, the the plot of the story is just funny to me like yeah and the second one they're trying to figure out who to kill to make a cannibal soup start they're starving and to me that's just funny they're like <laughs> who should we kill yeah while that while everyone's there um mm-hmm. so i have a question for you as far as like so you do comics uh have you considered or are you looking into possibly doing like animation uh, stuff to where it's not just comics or are you just like no I'm, I'm a comic book artist i'm a comic book guru or person or whatever you want to say uh, or do you eventually have an eye on like animation that's a different that's like a different ball game right that's like a whole it's, 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 to- it's totally different um i definitely do want to get into animation clip studio does have their own little animation program so I know I can animate on Clip Studio. I just haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. And um, but there by now there should be a tutorial video on how to. Yeah. So I can I can learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something I want to do, but I just haven't gotten started on it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I I think I like I, not necessarily that I feel like it's like the next progression of comics. Because I mean, you could just do comics all all your life, right? But I feel like if you like to be challenged like you kind of have like oh man like animation would be cool though like it'd be cool to see uh you know during commercial break we were talking about uh the plushie that's uh, right behind you uh, yeah <laughs> uh, and, and so that's already a different format that this character exists in right even though it's only for you uh, mm-hmm. now there's a different medium that that character exists in right and so 
at some point you kind of have to be like man like animation though like it's right like it's just tempting yeah, it's just, to, like, it's just so, it seems so cool i really want to get into it ever since i was little mm-hmm. i've just been obsessed with cartoons and i want nothing more than to see my own characters just moving on a screen that'd be so, so cool so it's definitely something I want to get into and learn how to do. Mm-hmm. I have a couple friends who already do animations and I love supporting them and seeing what they make. And I just think it's really amazing. That's awesome. And that's a, it kind of goes back to uh, possibly like networking and stuff like that is that you don't have to do everything yourself. I encourage that mm-hmm. everybody does. I encourage, I've, and, and people that listened to the show before know this. I always encourage people to try everything, right? Like, so if mm-hmm. you're, if you're an artist, right? If you're a musician, if you're uh, a video editor or whatever it is, you learn everything, right? So I film videos, I edit, I try to work on like lighting, sound. I'd like just try to learn every aspect of it, right? The the publication of it, the, uh, or the, the publishing of it, um, kind of like social media. I learned everything, which is why when I went to college, I was like media communications gives me a great opportunity to learn everything. I'm not just, making myself a sound guy i'm not just making myself a video guy whatever right so i definitely encourage everybody to learn everything you possibly can so right now you you draw you write you uh i i guess you say color right you add in the color yeah. of it. um you want to do animation something like that and you've done your own uh publishing you do your own social media posting you do all this stuff yourself and that's mm-hmm. really great that's a really awesome thing to do and then at some point right the mm-hmm. more the busier you get or the more uh in demand your comics may you know come to be you now can start de- delegating and saying okay you know what i need to build a team mm-hmm. I have this person do this i have this person do that but the great thing is you've done all this yourself so now you can you know even though they're working on it you already know what they're doing you understand yeah. right mm-hmm. um which i'm really hoping you get to the point where now you can build a team and get a clue comics is now more than just one person i really hope that for you because that means you're growing that means you're you know what i mean you're you're doing more and if you decide hey you know what i just want to do everything myself that's great too i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really up to you um how what is your vision for get a clue comics um, it would be great to have a team together. I never really thought about having a team together mm-hmm. um, just because I don't know anyone like nearby or online that I would work with right now or who would want to do that. Um, but that sounds really cool. Um, right now, my vision for it is just to do that third comic book and then try to make the leap to animation, at least try to learn it, mm-hmm. um, just have fun with it. Yep. And uh Definitely. The reason why I mentioned all this team stuff um, is because with this podcast, it started off with just me and my friend. My friend and I created it and it was just us two. And I was Mm -hmm. doing uh, a lot of things. I was doing like just everything. And then I got to the point where I was like, guys, I can't do this myself. I need to bring on somebody to do the graphic, right? Because it's all about like, especially with a podcast and it could be the same thing with comics. It's all about staying top of mind, right? So social media is a great way to stay top of mind to where People open up social media and they see a post from us and they're reminded, hey, we exist, we're here, we have our comics, we have our podcast, whatever it is, right? Um, so I started building up a team to where now, hey, somebody does all the, gra- even though I know how to do graphic design, I mm-hmm. have somebody doing graphic design because one, I'm just too busy, I can't, I don't have time mm-hmm. to do it, yeah. um, which is usually how it works. Um, but that's why I was mentioning like, hey, eventually, you know, I didn't start off this podcast thinking like, I'm going to have a team. I'm going to do that. No, no, no. It was just like, I'm going to do this because I love it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun talking to people. It's fun meeting people. 
um and then it's it eventually just builds and builds and builds to now it's like man we need somebody to handle like advertisements and they want now we need somebody to handle merch and that's kind of stuff and it just grows right um, yeah so all of that being said we've gone over so much so many cool things that you've mm-hmm. done so many cool things that you're gonna do and so many cool things that you want to try uh we have to wrap up already because we've <laughs> already gone over our 20 minutes um i went by any- fast right it went by super fast um is there anything you would like to say kind of like closing remarks uh before we go is there any sort of comments or feedback or you can judge me you can be like eric you are terrible you need to do this uh anything you want to say eric this was amazing Aww. not not nervous at all anymore um it was really well, fun it's over <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah, this is over it's over now yeah. and I, I don't have to worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it no. was a lot of fun i had th- this was great cool i'm so glad you enjoyed it um obviously like i mentioned before i've had friends come on before and, and there's times where i've had people that i don't know and i'm always a little nervous that like they're not going to enjoy it as much as i do um or enjoy it at all and i'm really glad to hear that you enjoyed it uh and i i think i told you this during commercial break but i'll say it again uh you are more than welcome to come on the show whenever you want uh this is your show not just the name of it but this is your show i mean you you can do whatever you want you can say hey i want to be back on there hey i want you to post this or hey you know whatever it is uh we are here to help you. That is our our kind of goals. We want to help people. We want to support people. You know, it's all about uh, our hashtag, right? Friends supporting friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I want to. One question I started asking guests, or I try to ask guests, is: Are you happy doing what you're doing? Oh, definitely. I'm like every day is just wonderful. I get to just go to work, come home, and draw. It's fun. That's awesome. And then sometimes I make money on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That is so cool. I am so glad to have met you and talked to you. And again, uh, your social media and your website is Get a Clue Comics. And that's K-L-U for Katie Lynn Underwood. Um, And I see a rat moving in the back. Oh, I saw it. Yep. It's like white, right? Or something? Yeah, this Wallace. 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 Mm -hmm. That's cool. Awesome. Uh, I think we were talking about that during commercials. So people are probably yeah. like, what is he talking about? The uh, rat cage back there. The rat cage behind her. Yeah. Uh, guests, so thank you so much for coming out to the show. Again, uh, Katie's social media is getting clue comics. It's uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I think I saw that you also have uh, Twitter and a couple mm-hmm. other uh, stuff. You want to just yeah, plug I, everything? <laughs> yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. All my social media, it's Twitter, Tumblr instagram facebook all of that is under get a clue comics i'm mostly on instagram if you want to um talk to me on there i'll message you back uh, or just email me mm-hmm. yes yeah, it's all under one name if you want her to draw you in caricature form do people mm-hmm. still i mean do you still do that do you still like yeah, um you. only time i do caricatures is like in person but like if you want a commission just message me i can draw it draw it digitally on my tablet commission there we go that's the word see i i'm learning okay i do not know uh (laughs) comics and art and all that stuff um yeah so reach out to her uh definitely support katie either by buying one of her comics or getting a commission look at that i know what i'm talking about now awesome Uh, yeah uh and then of course we have our social medias eric alvarez presents your show on facebook and instagram I mainly focus on Instagram because that's where I've noticed most of the people are hanging out and reacting to stuff. Uh, We post highlights from different episodes. Uh, We post quotes that maybe can help you out in your day. I know we've posted a few quotes that people are like, man, I needed to see this today because I am going through blah, 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 whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely I I encourage everybody to follow on social media. 
give us the likes, you know, show people that you support and that you uh, enjoy this podcast. And if you want to be a guest, just send me a message. It's as simple as that. Uh, Katie said it's pretty simple to get on the show. Is it not? It was very easy to get on the show. I just messaged you like, hey. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's all it, that's all it takes. That's seriously all it takes. So again, just reach out and um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Katie for coming on and spending uh, this time on a Saturday to record this and stuff. So Katie, thank you so much. And uh, everybody else, I will see you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.